Quick Stop is brought to you by Lucky Dice Games. Check them out at stores.ebay.com slash Lucky Dice Games. Everybody, welcome to Clickstuff today. This is your host Daniel Powell speaking, and we've got a full house on Clickstuff today. We've got the wonderful Queen of Clicks, Sam Powell. What's up, everybody? And we've got the illustrious Jason Alvey. Bork, bork, bork. And we've got the wonderful <laughs> new one of our two newest members to Clickstuff, Alex Coos. Hey. Oh, so Jason, you just reminded me. So when I faced somebody with uh, Lockjaw that knew clicked off, they were like, what do you guys say? Is it roof? And I'm like, no, it's bork. Bork. That's that's what Daniel and David have have come up with. So, yeah, I, I can do that now because I'm not the only person on the podcast that doesn't have a Lockjaw. There you go. So, yeah. Yay. Pretty much all of us have a Lockjaw now, uh, right? Everybody but Zach and Jeremy on the team have a Lockjaw. Yeah. Um, so we all came out very successful from Origins with our Lockjaws. Um, so today is all about Origins. Uh, like I said on our Facebook group, uh, the next couple of weeks we're going to talk about Turtles, we're going to talk about States, we're going to talk about WKOs. Um, i say first of all, I would like to, as a reminder, remind everybody that June 29th and June 30th is the Clickstaff Classic at Big Bang Toys, Comics, and Games in Owensboro, Kentucky. Uh, Friday night is our Win-A-Map, uh, which is Rock Age with the Majestic's ban list, 300 points. Uh, then Saturday, June 30th, is our 300 Modern Mega Super Qualifier. Uh, we've announced extra prizing. I've got prizing for the lower half of the field, the upper half of the field, um, extra tokens, custom tokens, um, we're working on Battle Royal. We've got Battle Royals with WKO prizing lined up. They're going to be $18. Uh, Avengers Infinity, you're basically playing $2 extra for a chance at WKO prizing. Uh, we've got Forges. We've got... Um, what else we got besides that? We were just talking about those Forges. Uh, forges, War Machines, I think. Uh, we've got uh, Professor X ID cards. Colossus ID cards. Uh... We've probably I don't know what else we've got, but I got some I we might have a Mandarin or two, I don't know. Black remember King, a bitch, Black yeah. King Bishop maybe, I can't remember. Yeah, uh, all I have the to ones go back and look last, at it all. All the ones from the last two, so there'll be lots I'm gonna of work good. on getting some more booster prizing as well. So uh, thrown thrown in there. And we have a badass Clickstoff wrestling trophy. Yeah. Yeah, for the winner of the Mega Super Q. Uh, plus, on top of all of that, you get the full-on Mega Super Qualifier kit prizing with the new flooded Flashpoint map, uh, which is great for your King Sharks, for your Namors, um, anything with the Dolphin symbol. Um, or just good to have in your collection, because it's not that great. 
Yeah, first time available, not on the West Coast. Yeah. So hope to see everybody come out. We've got a lot of interest drummed up. We are drumming up a lot of interest at uh, Origins. Um, so speaking of Origins, let's just go ahead and jump right in. Um, so I, I think we're going to talk about we're going to talk about our Swiss rounds a little bit and our singles nationals experience and our team nationals experience. Um, but first of all, I'll, I'll kind of lead off with a couple of discussions that I had with the uh, WizKids staff uh, at Origins. Um, nothing earth-shattering or, or you know, earth-moving or anything like that. Uh, I did get to uh, speak with Scott D'Ignastio a little bit. Um, super nice guy. Um, and, you know, we got to talk about some of the design things they go through and um, how they pick figures and uh, that sort of thing. So nothing that probably hadn't really been revealed before, but what I took away from that conversation... Uh, specifically was um he mentioned like if they um jason who's the uh who's the engineer in star trek original series well scotty yeah scotty so they sent scotty over with his card and they gave him the scientist keyword right and um the the star trek people came back and said well scotty's in engineering he's not in the science division and that was like the rebuttal um, then, you know, they had to explain, um, well, it's a game keyword, it's not, we don't have an engineer keyword, it kind of means the same thing, um, but I just thought it was interesting, uh, had to have that little bit of insight into, um, you know, dial design and how they select those characters and everything, um, so I can imagine if they go through that on, like, Star Trek, you know, kind of some of the stuff they go back and forth with Marvel, um, in DC, I've, yeah, I've always heard DC is very, very uh, controlling on that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I did ask Scott that, and he didn't give that sort of indication um, that they were specifically difficult to deal with. Um, it, it's they probably aren't. If I had to guess, uh, based on what we've seen from like other pop culture collectibles that I, I collect. They're probably not controlling on dial design or that sort of thing. They're probably more controlling on what um, sets come out. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like character selection, probably. Character selection, that sort of thing. Um, but, um, yeah, no, that was interesting. Um, and then kind of the, 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 the icing on the cake for the weekend uh, for me was uh it was Saturday morning before Team Nats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um Sam had spotted uh Mr. Zirin for us. Uh so I walked over to Justin and uh introduced myself and I said, you know, Justin, you know, um my number one goal this weekend besides getting third in nationals on Friday was uh, to get a selfie with you, sir. And uh he, you know, kinda looked at me a little bit weird, but uh, understandably so and uh um uh, let me take the selfie, and I actually, he actually, uh, I told him, you said, uh, you know, I, uh, I certainly appreciate, um, some of the business decisions that you've had to make, and, um, you know, I think that they're really sound business decisions, and, uh, so we got to talk about a little bit of that, uh, he, he said, you know, uh, if you, if you like business decisions, if you don't, if you 
like my business decisions, you probably don't like them for other reasons. Um, and, you know, I told him, you know, basically, he asked what was good about the game, what was bad. I told him, look, I was like, ID cards and retaliators are bad for the game. Um, but I said, me personally, I can't control directly and influence what you guys print. So I just adjust to whatever you guys print. It's not a huge deal for me. But a lot of folks don't like the ID cards in retail. Um, we talked about some things, you know, where where I played and where I judged. Um, you know, what we liked. Do we like running the WKOs? Um, and we talked about how to get more folks in the game. Uh, and he had some good ideas on that. I think uh, I think we'll probably see some more board game focused um, things coming out of WizKids. Now, what I mean by that is think AVX Starter with dice, tokens, maps, two teams that can face each other and be reasonably competitive um, and multiple starting lines so that you can play the scenario a bunch of different ways without getting uh, wore out on it. But still being able to uh, be played with the uh, uh, the rest of the hero clicks that we know and love. So, um, to to answer some questions that I got, no, I did not ask him to uh, bring back Nick Fury. No, I did not ask him to unerrata Uni Mind. Um, <laughs> it's okay, you can deny it on on the podcast, but we know you did. I said no, I did not ask for the orange battery to be brought back. <laughs> Um, so, but no, it was cool. He was a super nice guy, super accommodating. I probably had a five, maybe six minute conversation with him and, um, you know, it worked. It it was really cool. Uh, he was, uh, admittedly, he was a lot shorter than I thought. Um, yeah. Cause we walked by Yeah, and I was, and like, I don't I know. was like, I touched, I was like, tap Daniel and I said hey isn't that Zarin and he's like uh I think so and then he kind of looked and I'm like I think that's him I'm pretty sure I'm 99% sure it's him and he was like okay all right I'm gonna go up there and of course me and Lane were like well we're gonna go get in line so (laughs) um but uh yeah um but yeah no it was cool um really enjoyed that um so, um, Alex, did you uh, did you get to do anything super uh, super interesting outside of what we're going to talk about on singles and nats from your Origins trip? Um, well, it was my first trip to Origins, so I definitely tried to take in the sites. Um, I love board games, so I tried to go to all the different vendors and check out some of the games. I didn't get to do as much as I want, obviously, because we were played in nationals and team nationals so but it was a thrilling trip i loved it and i like columbus so that's pretty cool i'm super happy to hear we have another board gamer in the family now alex yeah i love board games uh, uh, i was staying with uh zach grizzle or grizzle and uh he has the room i was staying in he had so many board games that i was incredibly jealous and so nice. it got me back into uh wanting to play more and more board games Awesome. Sam can appreciate that. Daniel doesn't really Thank like him you. that much, but yeah. our first yeah. origin experience, like I think Daniel got really kind of mad at me and Jason because 
Jason and I was like, <laughs> let's go demo this game. Let's go demo this game. And Daniel's like, I just want to go play Heroclix. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we made him sit with us and demo board games. And Daniel like hated it. So yeah, I'm usually not when we go to Gen Con, I'm just by myself, like demoing games and Daniel's just gone playing Battle Royales or yeah. something else. Uh, yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I, I'm not a big board game person for sure. I wish I had yeah. more time for it. I wish I had more time for battle royales. I ended up having a lot of time. By the time we were done with nationals or team nationals, they were pretty much done. Yeah, that was the nice thing about uh, being already qualified. We got to do that on Wednesday and um, Thursday. So, although playing AI uh, Battle Royales was kind of ridiculous at times, because the Colossals just made it, like, gross. Because 12 square range, you could just shoot everything. Um, They had new maps. That was kind of cool. Yeah, the new Battle Royale maps were sweet. We got our first look at Obscuring Terrain, which was hindering for line of fire, but not movement. Um... Everybody was hiding in the little tent on the map. Yeah. Um, Alex, did you get to play any Battle Royals? I, I played in two, and I, I really like the Battle Royale maps. I I wonder if we're at, we'll ever actually get to like see some, like own them. I think would be cool, but uh, yeah, I really like them compared to what was it? There was one Battle Royale map that was the dungeon. There's so. Yeah, so much water terrain everywhere. In the walls. It was, yep. horrib- it was horrible when we played with X-Men. Because, like, nothing, yes. nothing had improved movement. And um, so, like, unless you pulled a juggernaut, you were just, like, stuck. And no and no one had willpower. No one had so willpower. Like, so you just kind of, Move, like, stop. <laughs> yeah. It was awful. But uh, it was a lot of fun. I had a, I had a blast. So... All right, so what so what I would like to do um, is go around the table um, and talk about team or uh, singles nationals on sa- Friday. I'm totally confusing days. Um, talk about singles nationals on Friday, um, and um, just. Talk about probably three or four points from each of our Swiss rounds. Teams that we liked, teams that we saw that were interesting, uh, opponents that did awesome things. Um, so we don't. We had six rounds of Swiss, a uh, hundred and nine players. Was it a hundred nine or hundred and ten? Uh, something like that. Um, and so it was just a crazy amount of clicks being played. Uh, they ran it very well. Kenny Pena is the new event coordinator um, for WizKids. Uh, he did an excellent job. Um, so let's just... Uh, I'll start and lead us off because i got a few notes taken down of what I wanted to talk about. Um, so my team build was uh, Unimind with three Forged and Blue Flames with Thanos, Makari, and Chase Starfox. And I played with Con L.E. Lockjaw. I had Groot as a retaliator. I played the Pim Pocket Tank, the Wonder Woman Terrain Dial, 
uh, with Storm, Wolverine, Brood X, and Rare Professor X ID, and uh, the last one. Cyclops? No. What was our fourth ID? Storm, Brood X, Wolverine, Jean Grey. I always forget Jean yeah, Grey. She yeah, was the one, Jean. she was the one that they used the most. Um, so Chase Jean Grey on that ID. Full sideline of nine figures. Um, just a couple of points. Um, I play Jalen Major the first round. Uh, super brave young man. He was playing Jakeem. Um, <laughs> very brave. Very brave. Very, very. When Daniel came and told me, he was like, yeah, uh, Jalen played Jakeem. I'm like, okay. And then he told me the rest of his team, and I was like, okay, like, that's solid. Like, he had a solid team. Yeah, it had Surtur and Prodigy and Raven and Green Lantern with a couple IDs and a symbiote. Um, so it played really well. I, I took out a Surtur. Um, Uni Mines got is got to be worried about those Surturs. So I actually dropped the tank in that match. Um, I wanted to give a shout-out to... Uh, lay, uh, round two or three was Nate Warren uh, from Middle Illinois uh, that I played. Uh, he was playing an X-Men themed team with Hellion, Two Forges, Rare Storm, Rare Professor X, um, and the free IDs and Headmaster IDs. Uh, he took me to the map. He uh, took me to the uh, Bifrost map. Um, so there were some elevated that uh, he, I was able to get up on. Um, and, and I think the single D6 rolls between Shape Change and Super Senses saved me multiple times in that game. Um, but what I would... The point from that game would be I'm going to do a segment. Uh, I'm going to try to do some video recording on Map Tech. Um... This is not a knock on Nate or his team or his play style. Um, Nate did a wonderful job. Um, but the map he put me on was not advantageous for his team. Um, he had to pull me off of the elevated and I could continue to go to the edge of the elevated, take pop shots, come back with TK. And uh, it was not... It was... It was it, the single D6 roll saved me, but that just made it more uphill for him at that point. Um, so I, I kind of want to do some more segments over the next few weeks about map tech. Um, probably try to record myself doing those. Um, and then I play John Drapp, who's our former teammate retiring. So I'd like to thank John for uh, being with us for a year. Uh, John went a little too hard after my team and unfortunately paid for it. I was not able to kill his 50-point haha joker. Um, ended up in round five, happened to play Lane Miller, our other teammate. We had the exact same build, so we just went at it and blew up everything. Blew up a lot of things, like 600 points worth of things. Um, but, you know, we were playing the same build. It was either set there and not do anything or just go at it. We said, you know, we're going to go at it. No use not to. Um, and then in round six, I was proud to say that I beat the Boy Wonder. 
I uh, beat Isaac Berkowitz. Isaac Arnold Berkowitz. Ed corrected somebody online, so I want to make sure I say it correctly. And I know after talking to Ed and Isaac that Isaac does listen to the podcast. Nice. We're not so adult, Jason, that a 13-year-old can't listen to us. We need to try harder, man. I mean, doesn't he like hang out with Scott Crampton and stuff? He's not allowed to listen to Scott's. He's not allowed to listen to Scott's podcast because Scott is too adult. Oh. So So, do we need to do we need to uh, say some things like, remember, kids, don't do drugs. Don't do. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Stay in school. Stay in school. (laughs) So, um, be able to pay for hero clicks when you get out. So, so Isaac was the one. It, while I didn't particularly prep against Isaac's specific build, I was prepped for main force chase Star Fox. Um, Isaac was able to knock me to my stop click. I regened off of it, and then at that point, I was on Genosha with the uh, Wonder Woman jet, blocking off from his Shredder clone, and I was able to negative four Star Fox's damage value with Unimind. Um, Isaac had expended his outwit call in and uh, I mean unfortunately at that point he had to disengage uh, Unimind and I was able to kill Shredder clone and kill Star Fox subsequently because of that. Um, So that was my Swiss rounds. I went 6-0 and and um, exited into the top 16 as a number one seed. So before I talk about my top 16 matches, uh, let's go to Alex for his Swiss rounds. All right. Well, I was playing very almost identical team to Dan. Uh, the only difference was I was playing the Merc Jet instead of the Wonder Woman plane just because I wanted to be a little bit different. Um, some of the key things that I saw that was really interesting. I completely forgot Chase Kirk existed. Um, exactly. Yeah, I did so I, too. And then so I played against him. He's like, oh yeah, he can cl- uh, close combat refl- uh, uh, close combat expert for free if he doesn't move. And I'm like, oh. And then I could power action and do it. Oh. Yeah, I forgot that existed. Um, yeah. uh, the, the most annoying game was probably against Scott Crampton, because uh, his team was a bunch of Colossal Retail with Sam Cap and Star Fox. So it required me to play out of my comfort zone. So I played more of where Unimine was a glorified taxi, carry Lockjaw around, call something in, kill something, carry Lockjaw away. And I hated my... I felt dirty afterwards. Because I'm like, I don't play this way, where I just kind of run around and take pot shots and if I felt bad, um, but that's I ended like up that, going. If you feel dirty, that's how you know you played Unimind correctly. Regardless <laughs> if you had to turtle, or if you had to uh, be aggressive, a good Unimind match makes you feel dirty. Yeah, I, I well, I ended up going four and two on the day. Uh, I lost one match, twenty-five to twenty. It was basically we took out each other's groups, and I had called Wolverine in early against an unseen Beta Ray Bill and Lockjaw team. And it's really hard to kill any of those because uh, they had three probs pretty much the entire game. Um, and then I would have been in top 16 if I had literally said the word I pulse wave instead of I attack because I, it was my turn and I heard him pick up the microphone to say last action. So I quickly said, I attack when I could have pulse waved. 
And if I pulse waved, he couldn't have prod me and I would have won. But it is what it is. I was pretty happy with how my day went. My first Nationals went 4-2. and two, Very close to being undefeated. It was a very close game. So I was really happy with the day. That's awesome. Sam, fill us in on what you played. Well, unlike all the other Clickstop members, I played something very, very different. Um, I played the Anarchy Eternity team with uh, five Colossal Retaliators, um, like six ID cards. Um, it was a lot of fun. I haven't had that much fun playing in a long time. Um, I had, so I went three and three. So I was very, very pumped that I even like won my first game. So I could have went like one and five and been happy. But um, I went three and three. I ended up 46th out of 109 people. So I actually did qualify for Worlds. Um, I think it's important to note that our whole entire team, um, all six of us, uh, five of us that are continuing, all qualified for Worlds. So Yeah. I mean, we had a good showing. Um, so, my day, I rolled, like, eight crit misses in Nationals. And it was awful. <laughs> I rolled two crit misses back-to-back in my first match. Uh, Lane actually watched it. I was able trying to kill a mini shredder. Um, I had two probs, needed a six. I rolled the first roll, crit miss. Okay, I prob it with a first prob. Roll crit miss, use my second prob, I'm thinking I just need a six, and I roll a five. I'm like, ugh, and then time was called, so. Um, a highlight was in round two, I played Matt Donham, I think that's how you say his last name. Donham. Donham. Super, super great guy. Uh, we actually played on the Twitch feed, such a close game, he was playing Chase Star Fox, Chase Moon Dragon, uh, Lockjaw, and a Flora, and... For the first about 10 minutes of the game, we were kind of just like at a stalemate. Um, but um, overall, he was able to come up and start engaging, um, kill some Colossal Retaliators. I was able to retaliate. I actually got his Star Fox to his last click, which was a stop click. I ended up crit hitting him so because he kept Lockjaw near Star Fox. And he's like, I'll mastermind it. And then Kenny was like, you can't mastermind a crit hit. So I was able to just kill Star Fox um, and just start wailing on uh, Lockjaw from there. So, it was very, very close. I, I won that game by 12 points. That's how close it was. Um, he didn't call a single ID card in. So, I knew I had to kill Lockjaw to even have a chance. So, um, that was my most interesting match. Um, and then... Anarchy was so much fun to deter people away from, you know, where they wanted to place or kind of how they wanted to play their team. So it gave me time to set up. Uh, I was able to blow up some Eternals with a bomb that I made on my side of the map. So that was kind of cool. I mean, overall, it was just a, it was hella fun. Like, I want to play it again. (laughs) So I'm going to make some changes to it, obviously. Um, but, uh, it was awesome. It was really cool to see people's reaction to what I was playing because a lot of people kept asking me what I was playing. Like, what are you playing, Sam? What are you playing? I'm like, I'm, I don't really want to say, um, I'm still in between a couple teams, 
But um, when I announced on the ClickStop page, hey, I'm playing this today in Nationals, a bunch of people came up to me just super surprised I wasn't playing a stamp cap or a shredder build. So it was kind of cool to just throw people off a little bit. So I, I was happy. Three and three. I was stoked. I mean, I expected... I, I expected Daniel and Lane to be up there. I mean, they're just high contenders for high competition. I wish Alex, I wish you could have made it too. Um, you know, the uni is just super strong. Super strong. Doesn't give up very many points. It's very, very hard to kill. So. Yeah, I don't think I gave up over uh, 38 points around. Uh, yeah, some, my, so, some of the tank rounds where I dropped it, I ended up giving up about eighty points because um, they usually got my Groot as well and a couple IDs, but uh, never uh, never gave up that many. Yeah, my Unimine, I, no one popped my Unimine pretty much all day. Uh, the only major points I gave up was one or two times. I one time they got Lockjaw, and that was a lot of hits to take them out. And usually if someone's taking the time to, to do six attacks on Lockjaw, then they're in your area and you can just let them work on Lockjaw and you're just popping them with Unimine. Exactly. You know? So it's it's a very, very good team. I can tell you, I did beat one. I did beat um, Mike from Fort Wayne. Yep. I did beat his uh, Unimine uh, Lockjaw team. I think he's playing Lockjaw. You did my team. I know that was... Yeah, was, yeah, you, yeah that was the one you blew up with the bombs, right? That's the one I blew up with the bomb. That was great. I actually killed two of my retaliators to kill two Eternals. <laughs> That's a totally good point trade-off. So I was Any... like, well, I'll give up 20 points and gain like 250. So it was it was, it was was hella fun. I mean, all my matches were great. I got to play Mike Eskew again from the Clicksman. And that's when I learned about the, the Chase Kirk. I was like... Wait a minute. He came up and just rolled, like, a hotcakes against my eternity. And, like, needed nines and tens, was just rolling sixes. And on both that, he rolled, like, two crit hits, rolled a ten, an eleven. I was like, I can't be mad at you. Like, you're just hitting. So. I mean, you always can be mad at him, right? No, I don't, can't be mad at him. He's. A, I mean, we had a hell of a fun match. Like, there was really no way I was going to get in top 16. I didn't have the points, even if I did go 4-2. and two, And we both knew that. So we basically sat down and said, all right, we're playing for fun right now. Like, we're just going to have one hell of a match and just duke it out. And I actually think, like, I only had Pogs left. And we actually let my Pogs just, my uh, Walking Woods, I pushed a Walking Wood and crit missed my last, my last roll. So... It was Poor a, Woods. I, my dice just hated me. I mean, when I was playing at Battle Royales, my maps, my dice rolls were on point. I was hitting eights and nines. And then I get over to those red tablecloths, and I was rolling crit misses and fours and fives. I didn't even switch dice. <laughs> and it huh. still did the same. So. Yeah, you... You definitely weren't the only one that was dealing with that. There's yeah. a lot of key players that were talking about dice going cold that day. Oh, it was awful. And there's really... I mean, when I had two probs on my team and was still missing. Like, I can understand if I played my Sam Cap team 
where I had, like, no prob, and I came out alpha and missed, then, I mean, that that's one thing. But when you have two probs, and it's like, gosh dang it. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hop into our, uh, let's hop, I'll, I'll round this out, uh, the singles conversation with my, na- my top 16 adventure on the way to third place. Uh, top 16, I faced John Foster out of Lexington. Uh, he was playing a uh, Renee Tilly, Sam Cap, uh, Riddler, Stark Fox, Mangog team. And I won map. I was able to go to Genosha, uh, do my trick with the uh, with the Wonder Woman jet. Um, he came over, called out Iceman, uh, perplexed him up to a twelve attack, turned off toughness on Lockjaw with the Riddler, and rolled a three and a four. And um, that sort of set the tone for the match. Unfortunately, John played very well at 16th seed. Um, but unfortunately, he just missed. Um, it, didn't, it just didn't go very well for him from that point. Uh, top 8, I faced uh, Kenji from Team Pusheen. Um, and he was playing an X-Men themed team. Lila, Deadpool, two Wolverines, a Cyclops, a bunch of student IDs, and a... Uh, headmaster IDs that you would expect full, I'm pretty sure it was a full six lineup um and we danced around the map for a little while um that was that's the most frustrating thing for me is uh, is dancing around the map and not uh, engaging and um so I, I ended up getting over to his side of the map from the bottom left corner of the underground to the top right corner of the uh, Star Trek Underground, I had uh, he had spent um, he had killed my Groot. I killed his Mora. I was up by five points. The tank was still a problem because if he KO'd my tank, um, I would be down by three points. Um, so I totally just body blocked with the blocking and the tank and the. Lockjaw and the uni mine stood guard over a little tiny tank for a while. Um, and Kenji made one of the probably weirdest decisions that I had seen in Hero Clicks. I didn't really get a chance to ask him why, but he went super hard after one of my walking woods. Um, and this was probably my most epic story of the day. So he's on my side of the map. A Wolverine separates out from Lila, goes charge flurry. Walking Wood, shape change. Second Wolverine goes in, charge flurry, shape change. Deadpool phases over, shoot, shape change. Cyclops, who's leaning on the tree. Cyclops goes to punch the tree, shape change. I rode four fives in a row. <laughs> and then um, the next turn, I push the Walking Wood to flurry the Cyclops, right? Ten attack, three damage, Cyclops goes poof. Hit prob hit theme team prob hit theme team prob hit at that point i went walking wood and <laughs> I, I it was, was like i thought we all was talking and you like you kind of yelled it and we were like something good or something bad just happened we don't know well yeah it's uh hero clicks the only game where you can yell at walking wood and not be thought of a, as a weirdo um and um I was so excited, I forgot to take my second flurry. Um, but now I was up 75, 
the only way that he was going to be able to win would be able to KO Lockjaw or KO Pop Unimind and um, Pop Unimind and KO Eternals. At this point, the game was running super long. Um, so he moved all the way over. I repositioned. He called out Rare Professor X. Uh, mind controlled me out from behind the wall. Um, and <clears throat> he um, he was able to um, get Unimind down to a stop click. I went to start my turn, and time was called. Because uh, he had four actions, right? He called out. He mind controlled. He was on his side of the map, so he only had two attacks. Both attacks got through to my stop click. Um, at that point, I was ready to flurry and, um, or just probably just run at that point um, and protect my uh, uni mind and, and eternals. Um, but that was super awesome. Walking Wood did a great job. Uh, top four, I'd faced uh, Abdul, uh, also of Team Pusheen. Uh, he was playing an infinity build with Star Fox. Um, the whole point of this match was I moved over to his side of the map. He called out an ID. I moved all the way back. He suddenly became very aggressive and instead of calculating, came over, KO'd my group. Um, I forgot about a Leslie Evans, was not able to single target Pulse Wave. I was down 5 to 20, um, 5 to 25. I was able to rush back to his side of the map, use Lockjaw to KO a Groot. We went to a roll-off, and um, yeah, I, won I lost the roll-off 9-10. to 10. So I made a mistake. He is unseen, rolled out of a storm attack that should have been a pulse wave. And um, I uh, lost in a roll-off, and my day was ended. And uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Isaac uh, went on to win U.S. Nationals. So, so congrats to Isaac for sure. But uh, that was it. Was a fun and exciting day. That was for sure. It was got, a very long day. Yeah, it was a full because we got up at like seven that day, uh, and we got back in the hotel at ten o'clock that night. No, it was like ten thirty. It was like ten thirty, ten forty-five after we had ate. Um, so, um, let's, uh, let's talk about Team Nats a little bit. Um, but I don't know if there's a lot, I don't know if there's anything that I want to say other than I just don't like Sealed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll just leave it at that. We had, uh, so it was me, Sam, and Lane, and John, Mike, and Alex played on a team. Our mm -hmm. team, um... We made top 16. We got out in the last round to the folks that got second. Marcus, um, Tyler, and Chad. Uh, super good friends. They, yeah. They're they calling themselves Team Ponage, and they're calling themselves a sister team to us. So we'll, we'll gladly have them as a sister team uh, to the team Clickstaff. Um, and uh, if you guys want to talk about it, I'll just shut up, um. and I'll just say that I dislike Sealed. That's it. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have the greatest pulls. Um, we pulled like. A, Tell them what we had. We had a super rare unseen, a super rare uh, quasar, quasar um, Groot, Groot, 
Um, so Lane played with we the group. We had four super rares. What was the other super rare? Title cap. Title cap, yeah. Yeah. So Lane did decided to play with the group Nunseen. Um, Daniel was going to play with Quasar and Title, Title cap. cap. Which was a mistake because uh, Quasar's steel energy only works from range. So if Cap dies, Quasar can't steal energy back up. Um, we gave each of the guys a prob. Um, I played with a Sentry 459, a Vision, and a Black Widow. So um, my team was very just like hard hitting but died quickly. <laughs> so fair. Um fair. I mean overall I think we did okay. I mean with the pools we did. I mean there were other teams that did worse that had better pools. So Yeah. Um I think we battled some games. Um highlight of one of mine I played uh we played Lucky Dice in the last round. I actually got to play Warren Jin. Um I still want a rematch. I want a constructed rematch because um, he was playing with a Hulk, Chronos, and a War- Iron Patriot. And I think I made probably like at least 15, 16 attacks against him, and I missed by one every attack. Um, I just could not hit him to save my life. So he was able to just clean me up. But uh, overall, we made the cut. We lost to Team Ponage. Um, I don't think there would have been a way to get very far after 16. Yeah, I don't think that if we had gotten past 16 that we would have gotten yeah, much our teams further. Yeah, just mediocre. Um, um, I mean, we played, the, we played the absolute shit out of them. I just... Yeah. I had a match that came down to me crit hitting to win. Yeah. I, I literally had to crit hit her on Super Senses. I mean, she he could have rolled out of it, and her would have died. But the yeah. turning point, you guys had already won, and y'all were staring at me. <laughs> and I went, I rolled the crit hit, and I was like, crit hit, no super senses, four damage, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt bad for this little kid too, because it was like he was just so deflated. No, like, he wasn't a little kid. He well, was. I mean, a- I mean, like I'm saying, like I mean, he wasn't like. Okay, everybody is a little person, okay, Sam, whenever they go against a six foot six man, okay? Uh, the he dude was, the dude was in his though. early 20s, but he was only like five foot four. Or maybe he was taller, I don't know. I don't know. I was super proud that we got 16th. We got 14th. Um, yeah, 14th overall, yeah. I mean, I was. I mean, it was, it was fun. I, I know that. Uh, Lane is really good at sealed, um, and he kind of he carried us through the day with his group team. Yeah, and I thanked him for it, and uh, we ended up giving him the group because he yeah. carried us. But right. uh, um, I certainly was carrying a zero point ATA of uh, from Tiago of all my teammates are useless, <laughs> but it was just me. Yeah. I had the ATA because I was useless. Yeah, my team just died. I mean, if you hit my Kree, my Century 459, it just died really w- uh, quickly. So, but, um, Alex, how did your team, how did you guys do? Uh, we did pretty well. We got some good pulls. We got, um, we pulled Eternity. Um, we pulled Chase Quasar, um, which he's probably one of the worst chases, but he still had Flurry, which came into play a lot. Um, I ended up playing 
the Chase Quasar, Venom Space Knight, and Jakar. And so I just TK'd around for a while. I went 4-1. and one. Uh, My loss was to Patricia Lamb. She had a pretty nasty team. Yes, she did. She I played her first round, and she just, like, wrecked my face. I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> like, you, you look at it first, and you're like, oh, it's just some rockets and stuff. And then you realize, oh, yeah. They yeah. get plus one to attack and defense, so mm-hmm. they are a lot scarier. And she had Moondragon and Gamora. And mm-hmm. then she and... had Tidal Wasp. Yep. Oh, it was, it was a great team. I, I sat across from her and said, uh, okay, well, you're just going to just crush me now. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, jo- uh, John played Eternity and Golden Skull. And then Mike, uh, he played a bunch of, I think, her, Kis- Kismet, and Photon, and a, a few other pieces. We... We ended up just missing the cut. We were 17th, and we were just behind by, like, 100 points, maybe 120 points or something like that. So, overall, a pretty good showing, I think. Uh, I wish we had made the cut, but, hey, what can you do? It was was a lot of fun. Yeah, and to be fair, Patricia's team was low-key stacked. They also made the cut as well, and I think they lost in the top Top 16. 16. And uh, the guy that I faced, I think his name was Ben... So if you're not Ben and you listen to the show, I apologize. But he played the Cree Century 459 that you had, and then two of the generic Force 459s, one of them on Outwit and one of them on Running Shot. And uh, he outwitted Quasar's defense, came over, smacked his ass for five damage, knocked me into a wall, and uh, my Quasar died. Yeah. It felt, it felt really fucking bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I was like, "All right, well, I did not expect that to happen." And, I mean, uh, Cree, the the sentry was good until it got hit. Like I, perple- like when I played Chad in top sixteen, I perplexed up his defense by two. It was like, okay, he's gonna come over and hit me, and he's gonna have to roll like a god, and he did. Like, I it just there's nothing else I could do at that point. Um, so. Yeah, I had. I wish we had done just a little bit better because I wanted. John's last game, I guess, to be in the top 16. So it was a little disappointing we couldn't just get over that hump. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Rock Cup will have... We should have at least two teams in Rock Cup. Uh, teams. We should have uh, me, you, and Lane. And then uh, Jason, David, and... Maybe three teams. And Jeremy or Zach. And then we'll have Mike, Alex, and Jeremy or Zach. We should have at least three teams. Yeah. So there's, uh, what, ten of us now? I don't know. Nine. Nine of us. Yeah. So yeah. all of us should be a Rock Cup, hopefully. Um, yep. So it'll be really fun. Um, so uh, with that, um, sorry, Jason, you didn't have much input. We missed you at Origins. Everybody asked yeah. where you were. I missed being there. I was at a I was at a rocking one year old's birthday party. Yeah. Puked all over the place. Yeah, he partied way too hard and like puked all over the place. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. Just 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 so you know, he'll probably do that in tw- exactly twenty years from now as well. Right. <laughs> uh, I'll have to I'll have nice. to remind him about that uh, come that time. Yeah, if you have a picture of him from his one year old birthday party, when he turns twenty one, you'll have to save it and say. Uh, this is what you did 20 years ago. Don't repeat it. 
Yeah, yeah, we actually had like a superhero birthday, so it was like everybody had superhero T-shirts, and we had a, you know, Spider-Man cake, and then uh, we had a cake that had a cover to Avengers number four on it. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a cool cake. Yeah. I mean, that was amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a ton of people were asking where you were, and they were asking where Dave was, and we're like, Dave doesn't do conventions or WizKids yeah. events. <laughs> I would totally be there, but like uh, when you know when me and my wife were uh, you know trying to have another kid, I totally didn't count the days correctly. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, bad bad planning on my part. So you if you future HeroClix players that are planning on having kids, be sure to check all the dates for major events <laughs> and plan appropriately. Yes. yes. Yeah. Don't uh, don't make the same mistake I did. Yeah, <laughs> January February child is what you're shooting for. Yeah, spawn your spawn your pogs in a different time of the year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so we're down there. We're about ready to go to dinner, and Lane, uh, his fiance, messaged him, and she found a venue for the wedding, and said October nineteenth, two thousand nineteen. See you. It's like see you there or something. And I'm like, Lane, that's around. Oh Rock no. <laughs> Yeah. And so yeah. we actually went to dinner with Howard, and I was like, you need to sweet talk Howard into changing some dates for next year. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, we can't I have mean, Lane be getting married during Rock Cup. <laughs> and he was actually contemplating, he's like, well, if the finals are on Sunday and I get married Saturday and I can fly in, I'm like, she will kill you. Yeah, oh you my just want God. to start out your marriage by getting murdered? <laughs> You might as well just not get married, Lane. No, she's just going to divorce you or something like that. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. We had a blast. I mean, there were so many people that came and talked to us. Um, I could definitely feel the love uh, for Clickstaff. Yeah. People on yeah, my I, face, I was like, I'm Sam. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know who you are. I listen to Clickstaff. And I'm like, that's cool. Thanks for listening. Keep listening. Yeah. So. Yeah, Sam, you're definitely much more uh, approachable than I am. Uh, you, mu- you, mu- you must appear to be more congenial than I am. <laughs> I will tell all of our listeners right now, I want to make it explicitly clear, please come up and talk to the large, giant man in overalls at the next Clicks convention or Clicks event that you go to. I am totally approachable and love to talk to all of our listeners and viewers. So... Yeah. yeah, Dan's a gentle giant. Yeah, I'm not an angry one. And he knows a whole lot more about clicks than I do. Um, I, I don't know. Sometimes you guys talk way over my head. I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the the con Ellie does, or Dale's like the encyclopedia, or like the pre clarification of Watu the Watcher. Yeah, we heard that a lot from Adam Friedman. Oh man, just, you guys got to find out why I love talking to Adam so much. Um. Oh yes. I'm gonna. Plead the fifth and just stay quiet about that. So, oh my gosh! <laughs> All right. So, speaking of pleading the fifth, we'll just we'll roll right into our last segment of the day, and we'll we'll talk about questions. So, our our first question is is coming from me today for the podcast. Oh. And um, do you guys think that Mister Chomps could beat a baby shark? Do 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 of Daddy Shark. Do do to do, or Grandma Shark. Do do to do. 
Like he's gonna mm. be all three. Do you think? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a one versus three match. It's a gauntlet match. It's a gauntlet right? match. There we go. It's a I'm gauntlet you match. What, Grandma Shark would whoop some ass. You think she'd gum him to death? I mean, you gotta think. Like she's probably gonna like. She's gonna like hold him down. The little baby shark's gonna like nibble at something, and then daddy shark's gonna just go off the top rope. But baby shark's probably gonna just annoy yep. Mr. Tom's with the 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 do 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 do. Yeah. Do you think but, Mr. Chomps could go into Berserker Rage, though? I don't he know. could. I, I don't know. Maybe. He may bring illegal foreign objects into the match. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like extreme rules or... <laughs> yeah. Get the table! Well, or like... Well, uh, <laughs> or like a tuna processing um, fisherman. Uh... <laughs> Was well, this officially going to be fought in the water? Because I could see him like going onto land and just sniping him from there or something. Exactly. That's why we have Alex on the show today for yeah. that reason. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it depends if they're fighting on the new Flashpoint uh, flooded map or if they're uh, if they're facing on the uh, Harley's apartment. What are you putting exactly. your jet on Harley's apartment? I don't know. It depends. Can sharks climb ladders? You think? Uh, I don't know. Mm, probably not. Poor sharks. I think. I think Mr. Chomps could climb an alligator or could climb a ladder. Yeah, definitely. If he can hit Spider-Man over the head with a chair, he can definitely climb a ladder. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's go into our first question that we have. Um, so our first question comes from Giordano. Uh, I always, I don't want to just attempt to pronounce your last name, sir. Um, it's a very beautiful name, and I, I don't want to butcher it. Um, so his question was, do you think that the results for this year's NAS were driven more by how the players played versus superior team builds? I ask this because after seeing the different team lists and what won, along with what came in top 16, I found that most of the team had similar amounts of strengths, weaknesses, Unless I'm missing something, X Bill was vastly superior to YZ. Note that I'm saying not saying that good players don't make it to the top and that the teams play themselves. So our question thread today, by the way, was on fire. Um, yeah, it was. With the there are still people writing on it right now as we speak. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, so I asked him for an example, and he said, "Well, one example wouldn't really fit the context. Let's say, for example, the Isaac's Winnings team, the X Men team, X Men Swarm." team of Kenji's, your uni mind team and the second place cosmic theme. To me, these four teams all seem to have an equal chance at beating one another, which is why I ask, why do you think this year's victory was determined by well how each player played more so than having the absolute best build? Um so uh, there is some subtle differences, uh, Giordano to talk about. Um and and you guys just hop in and say hey whenever. Um the the Chase Star Fox versus the Unimind build um, is distinct in two different ways. Isaacs did not have a theme, therefore I had a chance to win map. Um, I can isolate myself against a non-themed Star Fox build and negative four Star Fox's damage. Um... Now, Abdul's build, he had a higher theme than I did, took me to the underground, 
was not able to do that so well. So, like, I think, like, if I was to rank it, like, Isaac's build's probably a bit weaker than a straight-themed Unimine build because it's able to perplex down the damage, assuming that they have the map tech. Um, and, like, Abdul's build was probably on par with mine. Um, I think one thing to note is, like you talked earlier, um, the amount of points given up available yeah. on the board. Like, you had 28 points mm-hmm. of easy kill. Yeah, 28 like if you points didn't drop of easy the tank, kills. you had 28 points. Yeah. That's if you don't call in something. Whereas some of these teams had... Like, my team, all my Colossal Retaliators were 75 points. So if you killed all my Colossal Retaliators, mm-hmm. I'm down 75 points. Yeah. So I had to be more aggressive in killing higher point characters. Yeah. Whereas you could be very... Conservative. Conservative, defensive at times, because you're only giving up 28 points. I right. think that was a balancing act with some sure. of the top tier teams. So if you look at, like, uh, Kenji's build, right, he had the main force Cyclops... That was his easy points. That's 50 points. Three right, and he life. had the Moira. So that was 75 fairly easy points. Um, I think you have to look at... I did not face any Darwins. Uh, I had a plan for Darwins. I didn't have to use my plan. But, like, it, it, it's a it's a coin flip of how well you do versus the field. I mean, I think the Darwin X-Men build is obviously stronger than a Unimine build. It comes down to player versus player. Uh, Lane beat Tyler in Swiss, um, so it is beatable. So I think that again, that comes down to player versus player and roles. Um, Alex, yes. did, you have, did you have to face any Darwins? Uh, I did not. I didn't actually face any X Men teams. I think to kind of how so I would worried. feel. I was very worried. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I was just as worried as Alex was. I just didn't show it as, as much as oh. maybe he did. He had talked about it with us. So I, I kind of felt like, as far as teams goes, there's currently in the meta, there's a pretty decent rock, paper, scissors. Like, all right, X-Men on paper should beat Unimine teams just based off of the attacks. Uh, Unimine should probably beat the Star Fox teams. Star Fox could probably beat, you know, it kind of goes in a rock, paper, scissors but the players is what changes that rock, paper, scissors, whereas, let's say, X-Men is the scissors, and I'm the paper. Well, I know I can wrap that paper around the handle of the scissors, and you can't do anything. So I know how to beat the scissor team because of the way I play as a player. So mm-hmm. I think in the meta, there's a definite rock, paper, scissors, and it's the strength of the player that helps combat that. Yes. Yeah, that's good. That's a good Very point. Very much so. Um, I think people, uh, I think people, I saw it, um, and that's that they thought, okay, I can just pick up, I, I want a lockjaw. I can just pick up my lockjaw, play uni with it, and and win. And it's not the case because it's it's not easy playing in the top tier um, and stuff. You just can't pick up a team and play. You have to practice it and you have to practice against different yep. scenarios. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's. I think this, the the Nationals builds, I, I think, reinforced my point of you have to practice your team over and over and over again. Um, and I think it also reinforces a point, just as a tangent here, um, 
the meta's pretty expensive right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to get more expensive too. Somebody, somebody added up how much uh, Isaac's team was on eBay. Like current price right then, it was like eight hundred and eighty-six dollars, not including the maps. And I would say yeah. the maps put it right at a thousand. Because um, he had the office, he had the Star Trek map, uh, both fairly pricey maps, right? And if you're just adding up and doing a little bit of rounding. Um, but uh, the X Men team, I saw somebody selling a Super Rare Wolverine for 65 bucks today. I mean, it's. Now, whether they get that. Now, I don't want to talk too much about buy, sell, trade. That's for sudden death. <laughs> Uh, Alex is going to cover that on the next Sudden Death, recording in a week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, the meta is is pretty expensive right now, comparatively. Yeah. Um, Just think, we have two of everything. Yeah, well, not everything. Well, not everything, Most but everything. Um, top teams. I, I did double down on the XXS chases this weekend, so... Um, what what do you think, Jason? From what you saw on the results this weekend? Well, I kind of I kind of agree with what Alex said. It's I think it really comes down to the player and, and then how who practiced the most and and it's pretty wide open, really. I think it's a lot. There's a lot of different teams you can play. And if you don't know your team and you don't practice, you just can't walk in there and just do well. Yeah, I mean, cause... Uh, I mean. It makes a difference if you know all those scenarios and what you're going to do ahead of time. Right. And if you don't put the map time in, you just, you're just at a disadvantage. Yeah. I mean, I studied, like, I studied, like, my maps, and I studied some other maps on, like, where to place bombs. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a big key to my my mm-hmm. my tech and my, my games, so... Um, yeah, I mean, if you just walked in there and, and hadn't practiced that and just slapped your bombs down... Any place, you know. Then it wouldn't have been key in some like it would. Yeah. I mean, you can't do that. Like no. So I, have, I think I think you know the dice and the players that makes all the difference. Yeah, for sure. So I let's. That's a man. Did you do that on purpose, Jason? Mention, I don't know. Mentioning dice. That a, that's a good. Is that a good segue? Yeah. So Lucas Tom Van Hollen <laughs> writes in. What impact do you think dice rolls have over this game rather than your skill and play? The reason I ask this is I went three and three, technically two and four. You went two and four, technically is the best kind of correct. Um, uh, in nationals, he goes on and on saying a Matty G got fourth playing Isaac's build. Isaac went two and four. Um, uh, you know, I know Lucas. Uh, he said as a disclaimer, I went into nationals with the mindset of fun only. So I'm not actually upset or anything that I didn't break. But when I look at how these game wins, uh, games went, I think about what all it means. Just curious on your thoughts. So I thought about Lucas's question today quite a bit. And dice rolls were probably the reason that I included the tank. And because here's why. If I can drop the tank on something that's not a Surter and kill Surter, even in Sam's Eternity build scenario, the Surter can't come kill my Unimind. Um, Unimind's probably biggest enemy is a Surter at the moment. J- just direct, outright, blow you up enemy. 
Um, mm-hmm. So every one of your decisions should be made around what happens if I miss this dice roll. I've got a 14 attack, two probability controls on it. What happens if you miss? And if the answer is, well, I'm straight screwed, well, maybe that's not the best action to take. Maybe there's another action you should be taking. Absolutely. Um, um, so, now, I mean, sometimes you have to get into that, but your team, and this is just my opinion with how I build, and I think Alex would agree with me here, is that I'd much rather roll a four than I'd rather roll a seven. Yeah. I I experienced that uh, in the Swiss rounds a lot. There were times where, against my team, they went kind of all in on one shot, and if they missed, I knew I had game. And I, whenever those happened, I made sure I did not enter those scenarios. Those are too risky for me to take the one shot. Now, there are maybe scenarios where you only get one shot, but most of the time it's just overextending or you know you think that's your only shot when you could you know maneuver and place a little bit better so yeah definitely and you could definitely you definitely experience that when you think of how nationals went as opposed to team nationals cuz nationals you build your team you got you know here's prob i'm going to make sure i always have a 13 attack whereas in team nationals all right well my team doesn't have a prob i'm stuck with an 11 attack if your dice go cold, then yeah, you're you're done. Like you you there you can't really build a way to fix that. So you could definitely feel the effects more in team nationals than you can in nationals. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, there was times that in, in singles nationals where I crit missed, and I was like, oh, I've got two more probs left. Let's hope that doesn't continue to happen. But you just happily reach up your dice and say, well, I crit missed. All I have to do is roll a four, you know, and two more chances. Yep. Um, but uh, not a, not always easy to do. <laughs> right, and I think that's the big deal with constructed is, um, and that's just really my design insight into how I build my teams is, I'm not. I'm going to have the highest attack value possible, right? I mean, that sounds easier to do than it's not. Uh, Warren Jen had a comment in here where he said, you know, I made top sixteen. I had a 13 attack in probs, and uh, that helped. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good that's a good way to go. Um, but do you, you find it unlikely that like you know Isaac's team didn't have a prob, right? And Isaac whiffed his initial Gene Gray attack on me. Man, but he won the tournament. But he also. I just see you find it unlikely that a team that has no prob built on it won the tournament. But he also had 15 attacks. Yeah, yeah. So just 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 straight number of attacks overcame. Right. So I, I don't not know being ex- able to reroll dice. I don't know exactly what Lucas played, but um, you're right. Uh, Isaac's team had sheer number volume of attacks versus uh, probs. So it's kind of like when we were play testing the giant girl swarm. We caught we. We um, counted crit misses, which is something I typically don't do in practice, um, because that sort of team, that swarmy sort of team, or that multiple flurry team, will miss eventually. 
But mm -hmm. that's okay because you have mm -hmm. a large volume of attacks to overcome the large volume of misses. So, um, and so I would sum all my thoughts up with saying I don't think dice roll. I think your team should be built to mitigate dice rolls. Dice rolls should not play a factor in your team, either by volume of attacks or high attack values and multiple probs. Yep, but there's times when, even with the probs, things go horribly, horribly bad, which we saw with some players at Nationals. Yeah. No, I, no, I mean, shit happens 100%. Um, I feel like this is, like, my Nats team was the one of the very few teams that had two probs on it. Daniel knows, I played with, like, no prob. I'm like, my you played with no prob for, like, six months. Yeah, my Sam Cap teams are like, I'm going to go out swinging. <laughs> But, and I have like a, maybe a twelve attack. But you think about your team, right, Sam? Your team had board control built in, That's so true. you had ways to deal damage without needing prop. That's true. But... Now yours were fifty fifty chances, but you had you had board tempo to overcome your lack of high attacks. Yeah. Um, and really, that was a uh, that is important to think about. Um. In designing the team, I missed more attacks with two probs than I did in the past six months with zero probs. Maybe we just <laughs> maybe you should just burn down all of the red. Um... I just need to like not have the blue power. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's just I think Dale just sucks all the prob out of all of our pieces because he loves prob. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Aries Edge writes in, "What was the hardest matchup that you had?" Uh, Alex. My hardest matchup... Um, hardest matchup would probably be a the mirror match that I... No, I'll say the hardest matchup was the Unseen, Beta Ray Bill, and Lockjaw. Because they had so many probs, even though I had such a high tech like we were just talking about. It's the opposite effect. Whereas I could get in a position to hit, but it was super risky. And when I tried to do it, he had three probs waiting for me. And so I had to roll a six or a seven four times in order for it to work. And I may only have had one prob. So it, that was a really probably, outside of a mirror match, that was the most frustrating team to go against. Sam? Um, hardest matchup was Matt's team with the Chase Star Fox, Chase Moon Dragon, the Lockjaw, and Flora. Um, mostly because I knew Star Fox and Moon Dragon had stop clicks, and then of course Lockjaw is just hard to kill in general. So I knew going in it was going to be really, really hard to just get through um, those things because Star Fox can just double perplex up stuff, and um, it was it was a tough match. I mean, I came out victorious, but it was tough. So, uh, hardest matchup for me. Um was probably Nate Warren's X-Men team. Um, I had to stay super defensive. Um, I had to keep my positioning on point at all times. Um, it, it was it was rough. Uh, what was the one thing you could take back from the weekend being board move-wise or personal? Um... I think my answer would be I would take back eating that pizza at the North Market. 
I wish I'd went with the I wish I wish I'd went with the salmon dinner instead. Oh, the pizza was so good. The pizza was good, but I just didn't feel satisfied by it after oh. Kyle had that terrible calzone. Oh, I I enjoyed it. And I wish I had to eat one of the donuts. Yeah. Just went all in on a donut. What about you, Sam? Um, take back when a weekend. Um. I, I know I need to work on it. I know, like, uh, Kyle ended up pointing it out to me. Like, when I get tense or get stressed, I get a little short with people um, during my games. And I'm sorry if I played you and I got short with you. Um, it's something that I'm working on. It's just something that I'm, I'm competitive and I try to think of my next turn. So, um, I wish I could take back some of those moments that I may have gotten short with people. We didn't let you chew gum. Yeah, Dale would not let me chew gum. <laughs> Just so you know, if she was getting short with you, you were two seconds away from getting body slammed. So. <laughs> no, there was like our first match. I could not hit that six. And I was just, I got frustrated. And I was like, I vocalized my frustration. Um, and I ended up apologizing after the match. Um, and it was, I was like, nothing against you. It was just, I got frustrated myself because I had two probs, two crit misses. Like... It's just, it's part of the game that I love, but I'm trying to work on that better, so. I could take back all those moments of getting angry, I would. Yeah, I think if if I could take back hitting the table after Abdul hit that Super Senses, that'd be cool. But, whatever. (laughs) I meant it. So, So. I'm not sorry I meant it. (laughs) Alex, what about you? Um, plane-wise, I wish I could have freaking said Pulse Wave instead of Attack. Um, I'm sure I think I was playing Jake Roan. I think he made top, he was, he made top 16, I believe. So, yeah, he did. um, he, if I had just said pulse wave, that would have, I would have won because I hit, but he propped it and I had popped his uni. If I had pulse wave, I would have taken out Thanos and Star Fox. But, uh, as far as for the weekend though, um, I wish I could take back the, I wish I could have teleported to origins instead of driving 14 total hours. Yeah. Yeah, that'd oh, be gosh, nice. Yeah. Um, I actually investigated uh, seriously how much it would be to uh, charter a plane, and uh, uh, we are not quite that baller. Um, but if you mean, we, it, if we all collectively as a team want to fly somewhere for a tournament, a chartering a plane is feasible, though. I'm hoping that we can just get enough sponsorship eventually that we can just get a click stop like jet, right? Uh, we, we need a pretty big sponsor like Coke and Pepsi for that. <laughs> well, I, you know, reach for the reach for the sky, man. <laughs> you know what? I would made a I'd wear an overalls hey, made out of Coke cans for what that. What happened with uh, Grandma's cookies? Weren't we going to get sponsored right. by Grandma's Cookies? So, Grandma's Cookies. This is, is a perfect us. time to uh, say that I'm sorry, Grandma's Cookies. Uh, Clickstoff is on a diet. Yeah. And uh, yeah. unless you have diet Grandma's Cookies, uh, we're we're out at the moment. <laughs> um, Could you imagine like rolling into a Majestics tournament with our own, you know, private jet? That'd be pretty sweet. Be pretty baller. Yeah. Just all flying in, pull up in a Hummer limo. I'll hop out, all nine of us playing the same team. Wearing overalls. Except for, yes, from our key <laughs> overall sponsorship. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to start something, but I mean, could you just imagine? I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. I need to keep my mouth <laughs> no, shut. No, say it. Say it. No, Let's I hear it. Come on. <laughs> All right. All right. Fine. Full disclosure, Sam. Oh my gosh. No, could you just imagine, like, if Phoenix Ness had a, a plane, like what their plane would look like because how oh. awful that shows look. Like, I mean, that's okay. They know just, they know saying. that their jerseys are loud. Their plane would have a giant bird on it. Okay, I'm just saying this. And and if if any Phoenix Ness player wants to get mad at me, so be it. I don't care at this point. But your bird on your shirt looks like a flamingo. Like, on your new shirt. Like, it does not look like a phoenix. It looks like a flamingo. I, I You're going to make Ed really sad. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, granted, the blue was better than the flames. I'll give you that. I did like the color of blue that were on the um, jerseys, that's for sure. That was an improvement. But, um, I mean, to each their own. I, I don't know. I just... I'm more plain Jane. I wear the but, I mean, if Phoenix Nest has their own jet and they want to take us for a ride somewhere, well, I'll gladly ride. In no, a they'll flaming... probably like dump us out, you know, just middle of Kansas or something, and be like, "Suck it." Well, <laughs> be like, that's possible. <laughs> um, I don't know. Me and Lucas had we had a good talk. We had a good makeup talk of we agreed to disagree on the champion pool Goblin King debate. So. You know what? I had the tank for Bizarro Green Arrows, and I didn't even see a Bizarro Green Arrow all day. No, there was none. That nope. you saw either? I didn't see a single one. Did you one. see any, Alex? Nope. Zero. There, there's so much close combat, though. I think that's what people were thinking. But So, next question. Nathan Deal writes in, What is your takeaway from Isaac's winning team? What was his strategy? I'd like to hear strategy for some of the big teams that you saw or played. We talked a little bit about that since that was the only one that kind of played Isaac. Isaac's move was to get in the ring, turn one, uh, generate Brute X pogs, or run out with Sam Cap via Giant Girl, um, call out Brute X, plus three his stuff, kill, um, kill your retaliators, equip Mule near the second turn. And then you could use the royal hatchlings to carry Samcap to continue to call out things uh, because they fly. Um, it just had super high attacks if you engaged him in the boxing ring. Um, it was just a really strong, solid team. Um, so, uh, and we've talked about some of the other ones at this point, Nathan. So, if you have any others, just message me and we'll we can talk about it. Uh, Aries Edge with the second question. Most original build you saw in Nats, uh, Alex? Most original build? Um, I would have to, it'd have to go to the Chase Kirk team. It, it, he played Chase Kirk, Ironheart, Groot, Surter, Sam Cap, Overdrive. Uh, I think that was most of the pieces. Did he play WizKid? Because the guy. WizKids! Yeah. Yes. I played uh, Mike Eskew. He had that team. Did you play Dusty Cedars or. Or Mike. No, it, it must have been Mike. Yeah, I played Mike Eskew in the last round. That was his team, and it was it was awesome. Oh, I was yeah. like, why haven't I thought of this? <laughs> um, Kurt Thomas writes in, what teams 
Uh, did you play test against before Nats? Did you play against Isaac Vild prior to Nats? Did you see what you expected? Were there any rogue builds that had promise? I also really wanted an explanation of Sam's team and a recap. She gave that. It was quite different than what she had been having so much success with as of late. So, <laughs> um, um, so what teams do we play tense against? I mean, Alex, me, and you focused a lot on the X Men teams. Um, yep, it was uh, it was our kryptonite basically. Yeah, I would say almost exclusively, but we spent rounds against how to beat Darwin strategies against Darwin. Um. I focused more on Shredders. Yeah, Sam focused a lot on Shredders. Because I just, I, I was, my second team was a Shredder-based team, so yeah. I was more like, I'm going to see Shredders, which I didn't, I faced like one Shredder. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I would say I didn't focus on Isaac's team, specifically, uh, because I knew that if I, I, I basically had the... Uh, what had happened in Abdul's game that if I'd faced the theme Star Fox that it was going to be hard to get him down to the negative four but if I was able to go into out uh, go into the open I could negative four it and deal with the rest of the team um, and, that, and that's what I did so I didn't really practice extensively against that Kurt um, but it, uh, hours and hours went into how to beat the X-Men Yep. And then, and then we didn't face Darwin's, <laughs> which is funny because we kind of predicted that, didn't we? Like you've been saying all along, Darwin is not necessarily a waste, but a bad it, play. Yeah, and lo and behold, I I guess people listened. Yeah, so I mean, I Tyler we... Spees made top sixteen with Darwin, um, but I think ultimately he lost to a non pick a power team. Um, hmm. So, and he lost to Lane which Lane had practiced over and over again against uh, Darwin as well. So I think your pick-a-power people had practiced against Darwin pretty much to, to the point where they were going to do fine. Um, were there any rogue builds that had promise? Um, the Monster Shredders was good. Who was playing that? Lane. Was practicing with the well, monster I mean, yeah, shredders. Yeah, but no one played it in Nats. I didn't see it. No, I didn't either. Um, and we saw shredder builds, but we didn't see the monster shredder. I think it was just too slow. Yeah, honestly, it was too slow. I, I just really think it was just too slow for a shredder build. Yeah. Um. And Paul Growth wants to know. Uh, I would like to hear any alternative or eternity <laughs> builds you were considering. We pretty much arrived at that build for you, though, and didn't really change it. Well, no, because I had I had a Sam Cap team built, and I was pretty dead set on playing Sam Cap. I play tested with Lane, and he just absolutely crushed me in like two turns. Um, so we went back to the drawing board, um, and I was like, "Well, I'll just play Shredders. I'll play Pip, two Shredders, Peace Machine, uh, kind of like Micah, Micah's team." Yeah. It was very, very similar to Micah's team. And it was like, okay, I can play that. I've played Shredders for the past six months. I know how to place. I know how to do this. Um, Pip gives you the phasing. I could do this, no problem. And I remember talking to Dino, and I was like, man, Anarchy has a place, and I just don't know yet. And he was kind of like talking me out of it because I wanted Brood X on my team. 
and I can't have two primes. So we kind of put it on the back burner. Um, I was watching Land on the Rock Online, and Devin Hall, I believe his last name is? Uh... Adams. Devin, Devin Adams. Devin Adams. Devin Adams. Um, yeah. He was playing a freaking anarchy team, and I was like, oh my gosh, like he's he's playing, he's doing actually really well with it. So um, went back to the drawing board with anarchy and ultimately came up with um, the combination I, I played with. I think I've got a tweak to it for either states or something, but uh, I don't know. I may bring it out for the Clicksoft Classic if I can, if I can make my tweaks that I need to make. But yeah, ultimately, I was really considering a Shredder build very, very similar to Micah's. So, and I think it would have done amazing. I think it would have done better than Eternity, but I had a blast playing Anarchy Eternity. Yeah. So. Um, Christian uh, Bojan writes in, what teams that you saw work surprisingly well? What teams didn't work that all that great? Um... Works surprisingly well. Again, I hope I hope I can get Nate Warren to listen to the show. Your X Men team was the bomb. dot com. Uh, that didn't work that great. Probably, sadly, Jalen's um, uh, Jakeem team. Um, Jakeem's just a bit squish. Yeah. Um, considering. Just everything else has stop clicks, and Jakeem doesn't. Um, Alex, Sam? Um, I mean, I kind of uh, knew going in the Overdrive, Sam Cap, Mini Shredder team was... I mean, it's good on paper, but... That's what Matt, and that's Matt top four, got to fourth place top with that. Four, I, I don't know, I guess it's just, it goes back to who plays it, you know? Like, Matt plays very well, so um, I played against one of those first round, and he played Mini Shredder a different way than I've ever seen, so um, I don't know, like, there was potential there, just I kind of knew how to beat it, so I don't know. Uh, Alex, anything from you on that one? Um... I was surprised how well Unimine and Star Fox worked together, because Lockjaw is kind of the given, oh, Unimine's best buddy, but I played against a Lockjaw Unimine, and it worked out well when he flurried and, you know, hit, rolled that four to then heal Unimine. It didn't it didn't occur to me, because Unimine was next to him. So it it, it it didn't occur to me of that combo. I mean, it's not, you're not going to pull it off every time, but uh, they worked surprisingly well together. Did it have a Mjolnir on there? Uh, yeah, maybe? I think so. It was Pip, Star Fox, and Unimine with uh, Groot, I think. Maybe. Is, I would uh, have to check the numbers. Yeah. Was Star Fox... Is Star Fox... Star Fox is unique, right? Yes. So, if... I could see that team being over the top. If you could have Star Fox on... The, as in a blue flame and on the main force Ooh, I just gave myself shivers thinking about that <laughs> with, with, a, with a Mjolnir so you can put it on Star Fox and have him go 14 for 5 uh, then if you face a stealth build you can put it on Unimind and go 13 for 6 Yep, and still have 2 perplexes left over 
Yeah, I mean, it was a deceptively good build. I mean, the only reason I won is because I went for Pip, and he misplayed his last turn. His last turn, he was out of range of killing my lockjaw by one square. So I, I felt pretty bad. That Pip probably wouldn't be the right play there. Yeah, um, I could just see going hard in with like double, uh, double Groots instead, or with like um, a Floras or something else, or maybe even uh, for Pip, you could get like a uh, maybe like a Charlie X or something like that, even. Um, just something else with the cosmic keyword besides Pip. One yeah. thing, one team that did not work well, that I thought I was legit kind of scared was PJ's. Yeah, PJ I, didn't have a great day with his mistress death. I was really legit like this is going to be a top team, and I don't know what happened. I don't know if dice just weren't going his way or, um, but mistress death is something to to be scared of because she can tag you and then. Something gets called in and just annihilates. Mm-hmm. Very true. So. Uh, John Carls, were there any figures that you expected to see and didn't? Uh, Darwin? Yep. Uh, what was Green Arrow? Bizarre uh, Green Arrow? Bizarre uh, Green Arrow? Yeah, Bizarre Green Arrow. I should great normal Green Arrow, uh, because I was also expecting to see some of uh, Ed's teams, where he was running the Hellion and... Green Arrow and all that, and that one of the Rock Online tournaments, and I was expecting to see a little bit more main board at Green Arrow. Not a lot, but maybe one or two teams. George Massey played it. Yeah, George made played it, but didn't make the cut. Gotcha. Um, I think was I was really thinking that we were going to see at least four or five teams of the Giant Girls, like just of the big Giant Girl swarms, but we didn't see that very much. Yeah. Um. John Carl continues his question. What was the most surprising figure you saw on anyone's team? Chase Kirk. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> uh, Prodigy on uh, Jalen's team. Oh, I'll also say Chase Kirk slash WizKid. Like, he didn't just stop at Chase Kirk. He also threw in WizKid. Yeah. And I, and I was like, all right, all right. I mean, it takes your prime slot, but, I mean... The concept is you call something out and they're going to get plus a bajillion yeah. when they're going out to attack. Yeah, plus one, plus one, plus one. Um, someone played Worm. It was yeah. a Worm team. Well, Worm uh, I expected. Oh, you expected it, Worm? Yeah. Oh. Uh, that was uh, Brian Gailey. I think I played uh, I played him first round. It was a... Um, that was the only game that I ended up dropping the tank. Uh, we he dropped his tank, I dropped mine. So let's talk about that. Marshall Lawing uh, writes in to say, uh, "What was the thinking behind the use of the tank on so many builds? I get that it's obviously good at killing up clumped up colossals, but it gives away almost fifty points <coughs> almost any time it's used. It's probably only going to kill forty to fifty points of retaliation. Just looks like a point sink to me. Maybe you can explain the thinking there. Um, for me, it was there to drop on Surters." In case I missed. Uh, alternatively, it only gave up 8 points versus 10 points for a Flora. Mm -hmm. So, just don't throw the tank. Uh, when you need to throw the tank, it's going to be clutch. I would say you throw the tank less, way less than you did last year. 
uh, and you throw it way less times than you think you're going to need it. It only gives up eight points, and it's just a body blocker. And instead of being huge like the Flora, like legitimately huge, taking up four squares, it's just a one little, one little body blocker that they have to go through first. Yep. Like for me, the biggest thing is that it it could go on any team, and it counts as a character. So that means you get another ID card, and it doesn't break theme. Yeah. For eight points. Um, I didn't, like I said, I only dropped the tank once. This, the entire, all six rounds, I only dropped it once. Um, and one of the main reasons you might drop it, depending on the risk, is it takes out all of those um, walking wood. If You don't get any points for it, but it, for me, in my instance, I was backed into a corner with Unimine, and he was surrounding me with walking wood. The only way I could escape was to drop the tank and run. Yep, I like it. Um, so the point in Marshall is you don't always throw the tank. Uh, Justin Harrington, how do you feel about the meta now going forward versus how you felt going into Nationals? Um, about the same. It's still wide open. Um, practice is more important than ever. Alex, Sam? Yeah, I mean, I think people are now going to look at the, the Nationals the top teams and nationals and say, okay, this is the kind of team I want to play, pick it up, start practicing. So we can kind of be prepared a little bit more, but it's still wide open because there's so many good combinations of all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and theme teams are definitely the way to go uh, a majority of the time, even though I know the, the team that won wasn't a theme team. Um, just the importance of maps. I know I won map a majority of the time because I only I only had a plus three, but I won a majority of the time, and that helps significantly. So I think that's going to continue, especially with the Batman set looking pretty awesome. It's I think the meta is just going to grow and continue to be wide open, which is kind of what it is now. All 16 teams, I mean, there was a lot of diversity out of the top 16. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul Growth writes in, uh, what figures do you suspect will be watch-listed based on the result of Nats and the number of particular figure in the field? Uh, Shredder Elite goes down to just one damage that's not penetrating. You think that's going to get watch list Because it was just No, like... that's just my pipe dream, so I don't have um... to worry about the Shredder. <laughs> I don't think anything will. No. no. I don't think anything will. I think everything was like, like Alex said before, the paper... Rock, paper, scissors. Um, there's always something to to beat something else. Um, um, there's always something. There's always a way to deal with something, you know. Whereas back in the four post rotation, it was I don't know. There was stuff that was just too broke. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's probably the most balanced has been in quite some time right now. Yeah. For sure. The ID cards. I mean, people complain about the ID cards being, like, bad for the game. But right now, the the ID cards are so balanced. Because, like, Jean Grey is the only one that has Outwit. There's no, like, Nick Fury coming out and shutting well, off Professor the power. Professor X has Outwit, too. But, but I mean, like, there's Leech. no, like... There's no ID card <laughs> that's going to come out and, like... Like a Nick Fury and say, you can't use Invincible. Like, because a lot of pieces have Power Cosmic now. So, Outwit's not that great. But, I don't know, like, and they're not high damage power. There's not high damage output. 
yep. the IV cards are not like super powerful. Right. They're they're good, but they're not like a green arrow that's twelve for five, shooting yeah. across the map, across elevation. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean a lot of the ID cards, you have to plan on how to get them off of the field. Yes. Um. Like, the only reason I beat Scott, for example, was because I was able to kill his Professor X. Um, because Professor X is an amazing... Brood Professor X is an amazing column, but if you do not have a plan to get him off the field, he is a very easy 50 points. 60 points. Is or 60 50? points. 50. No, he's no it's 50. Fi- yeah, it's 50. He's 50. 50. Yeah. He's 50. You just out- find a way to outwit his shape change, and he's three clicks. Another Brood X can kill Brood X. So it's... As long as you plan well... The- it's you have to plan very very well in order to play some of these ID call-ins. Whereas Hawkeye, you could just run a shot around, hope you don't miss, and just run a shot away. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so Zach Strong uh, writes in: When going to an event, do you take into consideration what you expect to see and modify your team accordingly, or do you opt to play your own game? In case what you expect to see doesn't make an appearance. Mm, I don't know if I understand that question because... He's, well, he's saying, do you go in with a team and know that's what you're playing? Or, like, do you go, like, scope it out and be like, okay, I see a lot of... Shredder, no, I mean, so... I don't pull a Maddie G. Well, I'm just saying. That's what he's also <laughs> saying. No, I mean, I, 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 pl- I play for what I expect to see, and I practice it, and I go with it. I've never, I've never uh, changed my team... Um, that close to an event. I can't change my team that close to an event because I kind of study and know my team pretty well. As the only person who actually had to qualify, I went in with... I basically brought almost all of my meta figures in the event I needed to change. Um, I was using the qualifiers as a, okay, how is is my team strong enough? If I can't make it through qualifiers, well, clearly I can't be in nationals, but... Like, all right, first qualifier. Did I do well enough? Do I need to change things up? And I, so, yeah, I don't. I, I try to prepare for everything before going to an event. But I also, in case, like in case I went into a qualifier and everyone was playing a Darwin X Men team, all right, then I need a backup. That's about as far as I would go. Yeah. But we take everything too. But yeah. <laughs> um. Is Barrier the best counter to Shredders? If not, what is? Uh, theme and map tech. Yep. Uh, I mm-hmm. hope to be able to do a video on this on the near, in the near future. I did not take a single Shredder ping all day. It was glorious. Keep those sidestepping SOBs away from me. Huh. I love Shredders. Daniel hates Shredders. <laughs> Shredders are terrible. I roll more dice with shredders than I do non-shredders. No, oh my gosh, get out of here, <laughs> uh, Warren Jin. What do you think the impact of the Blackbird IDs, uh, both on gameplay and availability to run cheaper? Uh, it would have freed up six points for my build, which could matter for future games. Um, I can't wait to run three-point ID cards because then it's going to free up points on my team that I could play something else. I can't wait. Like I'll play a three-point Gene. The call and chase gene, rather than five points. Also, totally able to double down on two gene grays. So, 
So, what do you think, Alex, Jason? Yeah, I mean, I definitely see people doubling down on some of those guys. Cyclops, Jean Grey, Iceman, maybe. It's just really hard to get two copies of those, but... You know, I de- if I had to say surprisingly, I don't think I saw a single Iceman. Believe it or not. Yeah, I think I'd rather pay three points for Iceman than five, though. Yeah, right. definitely. Or, if you, or, you know, now that if they're on your X-Men build, you can get those for free. So you're, just, you're saving five points per character. That's that pretty is, big. That is true. I think Iceman's another one of those that you have to plan on how to get rid of. Yep. Um... I never once called out Iceman. I had him on my my build and never once called him out. I mean, let's talk about that, right? Storm, you can sidestep away with Unimine to get rid of her. Um, Jean Grey can TK herself off the map. Um, Super Rare Cyclops and Wolverine can both sidestep off the map. Uh, Iceman just can't get himself off the map. Brood X can't get himself off the map. Um, be, none of the other ones, Beast Angels, can't get themselves off the map. Um, so there you go. That that's the impact. Everyone's going to be playing two Beast IDs. That's what it's going to be. Right. You heard it here first. He's got that wit. <laughs> oh, Daniel laughed at me one time when I wanted to play Beast ID, so I had to change it up. My number one call-in was Chamber. Chamber is Bay. Chamber can't get himself off the map either. I don't care. Like, Chamber died a lot of times, but with my team, I wanted you to kill something to get a notice token, so then I can just voop over with Eternity and then wreck your shit. That's true. So, but Chamber was awesome. The poison... And then being able to hit with an 11 attack was amazing. Um, Matt Gretchenos, do you think tabletop is okay? Table table talk is okay with your opponent. Do you prefer it, or would you rather it be quiet so you can think? Um, I prefer staring at Matty G directly in the face. I just talked. I just talked my just talked, you know, to him the entire time. I just ran my mouth the entire time I played him. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be quiet. I don't know. I try to talk, but sometimes I like, I'll tell people how to beat my team. I'll be like, "You should have moved here," or like, "Oh, you're gonna move here," or "You're gonna perplex up your attack." And I'm like, "Shit, I should stop talking." I'm telling him. Yeah. <laughs> I should not say anything. Um, I, I will say occasionally, like, table talk, like, I will tell somebody, like, uh, you need to get that ID off the board. Because I don't want it in my way to go k- KO something else. But if the ID's on the board, I just kill the ID. Um, I've done that a few times. Um... I mean, it's their decision. I'm like, do you want to get the sidestep that Cyclops off the board? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, good, because I wanted to go kill this instead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I try to... I talk a decent amount during my matches, trying to be extra friendly, so that way I could hide a little bit of my stress if things aren't going my way. 
because I, when I'm playing an opponent and I realize their stress, I start um, not necessarily twisting the knife a little bit more, but I can see when my opponent is distressed. And so I know, okay, things are going worse, and the more distressed they are, the worse decisions they're going to be making. Yeah. Um, and so I don't want them to do that to me. So I, you know, if they blow up my lockjaw, I'll be like, man, that was awesome. I mean, that sucks for me, but it's awesome that you're able to get that pulled off. I was not expecting that. You know, something along those lines. So I, I talk regularly during the match um, just to kind of make sure I don't show my signs of... So that way the opponent can't really read me and realize, oh, they've got me in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. I, when, if I know you, I'm usually real talkative, but if I don't know you, I'm not really that talkative. Right. But if I'm playing mad, I'm usually pretty quiet. And I'm, I'm I usually try now. to stare into the depths of Matt's soul and see uh, see what I can find. Well, if you talk a lot, they can't hear you clacking those damn chips together. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, you can hear me clacking the chips on the uh, on the Twitch stream. Yeah, I could hear you clacking those chips all the way from Columbus, basically. Yeah, to, yeah. Be, to be fair, though, yeah. when I was on the Twitch stream, I extra clacked the shit out of them on purpose. Oh, I know you did. <laughs> I, was felt like, like I, was watch- I felt like I was watching the World Series of Poker while I was trying to watch you play. Yeah. Uh, I, just do, I just do remember, like, Kentucky, like, States last year in Tennessee, and he's, like, playing Kevin Schaefer, and he's just clack, 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 clack. <laughs> and to yeah. be honest, like, because you guys said I did it in Kokomo, I didn't realize I was doing it. It's just I passed second, the clickety clack on. It's second nature almost to me. Now I have a dice cup, and sometimes I like I'll shake my dice cup. Oh yeah, tell us about your injury oh. that you left Origins with. <laughs> my right wrist <sighs> is so sore, and it's like tight. And I'm like, what the heck did I do with my wrist? And then I got to thinking, like, I roll a dice cup, and I shake my dice cup with my right hand, and then I turn it. So all those times I roll my dice with my dice cup. And my wrist sore. I'm just like... First, first ever hero clicks related injury. I, I know, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's so lame. It's super lame, but... Yeah, it happened, though. It I was happened. like, what? But, uh... Does that mean we're gonna have to put you on the injured reserve list yeah, for quick injured, stop? Yeah, I, the IR. <laughs> we gotta get we gotta get a brace. We gotta get a brace for your wrist. Uh, Matt Only Gretchenos, if I can bedazzle it. Matt Gretchenos totally. writes in on his second question. Opinions on switching your team right before the tournament. Bad. Bad. And, unless there's a rule change, bad. Unless there's yeah. like an errata or rules change or something come out, I would not because I no. I'd be more stressed about it. Yeah. Point. Uh, thoughts on Steve DiCarlo? Thoughts on letting your opponent reposition or adjust their action if they haven't token taken any other actions or rolled their dice yet? That's fine. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Don't be a douche. Yeah. 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 Don't be a dick, for sure. Yeah, we had a scenario where I was pulse waving a worm. He had peace machine. We both completely forgot about peace machine. And so we were both like, yeah, I killed Worm. That's great. Six damage. You're dead. And it wasn't until the next turn that we realized Peace Machine was there. And we're like, ah. and I let him have Worm back. I'm like, we both forgot. It's Peace Machine. That's a big thing. And so we let him put it back at the end of the turn. 
but and that's probably as far as I would go. Um, so uh, yeah, if it if it's not something absolutely crazy, I, I'm pretty forgiving when it comes to stuff like that. Um, and uh, Tyler Spees, I will share this story. Uh, how far is too far when trying to get into your opponent's head? Um, and my answer is uh, too far is telling them that their teammates have already lost when you're playing in Team Sealed. Oh, that's so mean that you did that. (laughs) (laughs) He told Tyler that. He's like, oh, we already got it. We've already won it. And so Tyler's over here, like, sweating. And, like, Lane already got beat. No, Lane won. Lane Lane won. won. I got beat. Yeah, and then so they and they were and y'all were already done and standing up respectively, and, then, and he didn't know, and I didn't know, I didn't know who won or who lost, but I just said, yeah, they already won. You might as well concede. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was probably too far um, for me personally. I got for, a for lot of personally. people who, um, when I sat across from them, was like, I don't want to play you, like. You are you are too good, and I'm just like, dude, I'm not I'm not that good, and like people were legit kind of scared playing me, and I'm like, I'm like the easiest person to play in Clickstaff. So. You should have rolled with it, Sam. You should have said, yeah, you're right. right. <laughs> well, I played KJ, and like he was so stressed, he had to play me. He was like, I don't want to play you. I don't want to play you. You're just you're too good. You're the queen. And I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, I I crushed him, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Poor KJ is going to listen to this and be like, yep, she crushed me. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, these people were just like, they know me now, so I can't go under the radar. I, I don't really like that. Yeah. I don't like going under the radar. So. Maybe uh, maybe we need uh, Senorita Queso. Senorita uh, Queso. <laughs> yeah, start the, you just wear the luchador mask and nobody will know who you are. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They'll start seeing a wrist brace. And they're gonna know. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, since Jason, you didn't get to talk very much today, I'll let you wrap it up with our final thoughts today. Oh gosh, you just—that's—I wasn't ready for that. Uh, what's my final thoughts for the day? I don't know. I hope we have to go to Origins next year, and I'm glad everybody had a good time. And see you at the uh, Quickstock Classic. In two weeks. Be there or be square. Alex? Final thoughts. Um, Really sad I can't go to the Clickstaff Classic. Boo. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. Uh, I said said I'm sad about it. Yeah, well, right right answer is I'm going. (laughs) Final thoughts, Sam? Um... Let me think. Mangog? So, you took my final thought. My final thought is Mangog. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Mangog! Alright, thanks everybody for listening to Clickstaff today, and we'll talk to y'all next time. Later. See ya.